Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. You know, in our walk with Christ, often we struggle We struggle with the effort, and we struggle with the work, and we struggle with the challenge to be. I think all of us who have made the decision to give our hearts and life to Jesus Christ, we've done so because we love him, we know that he loved us, we love him. And frankly, I think for every believer, there is this urgency, this desire in our hearts, we want to be all we can be for him. You know, as a little child wants to make their father, their mother proud of them. I've seen so many times children, they'll, they'll do something, and the first thing they do is they look up to mom and dad to see what response is on mom and dad's face. They, they want mom and dad to be proud. I think every one of us wants to make the Heavenly Father proud. I don't think any of us have set out to fail. Any of us, we we don't have the desire just to barely make it through. We want to live this life for Christ. And, you know, we've often heard the words, and I believe it resounds in our hearts. We hope and pray that one day when this life is over, we stand before him and he looks at us eyeball to eyeball and says, well done, good and faithful servant. I think that's all our prayers, isn't it? That's all our, we have this desire to make the Father proud. But you know, in this life, we are used to making people proud of us by what we do. A child gets good grades, makes mom and dad proud. Mom says, I want you to clean your room every day this week. And the child cleans the room. It's a task to make somebody proud. I want to make you proud of me. And, you know, the truth is that doesn't change in our lives. You know, we may get a little bit older, but often as married couples, you know, you'll do something and you'll call your spouse, hey, come here, I want to show you what I've done. We live this life in our dealings with one another and and we're constantly striving and we're constantly doing to make one another proud of us. And I'm afraid that often we carry that same thought process over into our walk with Christ. Here's what I mean by that. We've been talking about joy We've been here in John 15 talking about the the key to living is joy. We've talked about the fact that the key to joy is bearing fruit. And that bearing fruit is that uh, Jesus said, by their fruit you'll know them. In other words, what's in my life points towards him. 
And often we've challenged ourselves, I'm going to be better. Uh, I'm not asking for a, a, a raising of hands, but uh, an acknowledgement inside of your heart. How many times have we said, this year I'm going to be a better Christian? I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read the word more. I'm going to witness more. I'm going to pray more with my, with my spouse. I'm going to pray more with my kids. I, I'm going to be a, a, a better godly example in our home. I, I'm going to be a better godly husband. I'm going to be a better godly wife. And, and we set out to do all these things. And, and those are all great and and and. Go, 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 be all you can be for Jesus. But here's the challenge. Somewhere in there we get the idea that if I do these things, then I will become. There is a phrase that Jesus continually uses this, this 15th chapter. I, I can't tell you how important uh, this chapter is to your Christian walk. I have been uh, more and more impressed with that truth as the last few weeks we've been walking together through this uh, let's just begin in verse number one. Jesus saying these words, he said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He, speaking of God the Father, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. How many of y'all want to be more fruitful? Say Amen. Jesus said, you're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Now, here's three words, and I want you to pick up on them because these are keys to your relationship with Jesus Christ. These three words, remain in me. Can you say those three words with me? Remain in me. He says, as I also remain in you. For no branch, say, I'm a branch. Look at your neighbor, say, you're a branch. You're nothing more than a branch. The importance is not the branch, the importance is the vine. Look at your neighbor, say, you're nothing more than a branch. You're just a branch. No branch, say he's talking to you. Say he's talking to you. Jesus said no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the what? Vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. There's a really important sentence right there. You can spend the entirety of your Christian experience trying. You ever tried? You ever tried to diet? <laughs> Honest truth. Okay, this is not. How many of you in your life have ever went on any type of a diet? Would you lift your hand? 
You've done something to change. Come on now. Come on. The altars will be open for <laughs> repent. Yeah. We've all, and there was a key word I put in there. I said the word, how many of you ever tried? Tried. I can diet. I've done it 25 times. Every Monday you start a new diet, don't we? We try. Because you know what? The best of intentions never quite get it, do they? Paul and I have this phrase, you know, we'll try and then we'll, we'll look at each other and we'll say, you want to be bad today? <laughs> you want to be bad and you want to go to Chewy's and eat all those chips and salsa? <laughs> yeah. If you've been to Chewy's, you understand what I'm talking about. If you haven't been to Chewy's, you need to go to Chewy's. Or we'll say the other one is, you want to be bad and go to Hartford City Pizza King today? Yeah, that's good, bad, isn't it? <laughs> we have this philosophy, say, I'm going to try, and then one of us say, you want to, you want to, well, okay, we'll try better. What do we say? We'll try better tomorrow. You see, here's what I'm doing. I am approaching it in, in Jerry's intellect, in Jerry's ability, in Jerry's own desire, in Jerry's willpower, which sometimes works, sometimes does not work. Willpower. I am trying. How many times have we used that same phrase in our walk with Jesus Christ? I am trying to be a better believer. I'm trying to walk in obedience to the Word. I'm trying to live a better Christian life. I'm trying. Actually, Jesus doesn't talk about you and I trying at all. Here's what he actually says. Remain in me Notice that this is really important. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. We've been talking about joy. And often I will tell you the reason we don't experience joy in our walk with Jesus Christ is we're trying Joy doesn't come from trying. Joy comes as you remain in the vine. Verse 5, I am the vine. Here we go again. You're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Notice he doesn't say, if you remain in me and I in you and you try hard, you will bear much fruit. Or he doesn't say, if I remain in you and you remain in me and you really determine, then you'll bear much fruit. He just simply says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, period, period. For apart from me, here's, here's, the, here's the, the phrase. We say, yeah, but how does that work? And yeah, how does... 
He says it right here, apart from me, you can do nothing. How often have we been up in our Christian walk and then down in our Christian walk and up in our Christian walk and down with our Christian walk? And sometimes we think we're walking in obedience to him and we're really doing good. It's me and Jesus. And then, oh, it's not so good. And, And then I get a little spurt and we're back to me and Jesus again. How many of you know there's not much joy in that, is there? Actually, the word I would use is probably frustration, isn't it? And when that happens, then these haunting words come back. Well, if I just read my Bible more, if I just prayed more, if I went to church more, if I circled myself around other believers more, if I did all these things, then that would fix it. Listen, going to church, being around other believers, reading your Bible, praying, all those things are great things, but it's not used to fix. It's about remaining. It's about remaining in the vine. I told you last week I had seen a meme of all the things I see on Facebook. It was actually a good one. And it said this, people said, why why do I have to go to church to be a Christian? And it said, you don't, but you don't have to live at your house to be married, but it sure does help it. All these things, it just just trickled down, didn't it? It just took a minute. All these things, they are not intended to be a work you do so that you accomplish something. Actually, it's connecting to the vine, connecting to the source, because what happens is when you connect to the source, the source begins to flow inside of you. Verse 6, if you do not remain in me, You are like a branch that is thrown away and withers, and such branches are picked up and thrown in the fire and burned. Have you ever seen a branch? In fact, I would tell you at our house, I was sitting on the front porch last night, and Paula has these roses right around our front porch, and man, right now they're in like blooming stage, and I mean, they are just beautiful smelling roses, beautiful pictures right there just growing and I noticed last night the one right by the step there is something in the middle that is just as dead as can be it was withered it was brown I mean in the midst of all this green it is withered and it's brown and it's lifeless and you know I kind of picture you know the the roses they're blooming there's joy there's happiness there's like a little song This other one's just kind of like, ugh, it's brown, it's dead, it's lifeless, it's withered. Have you ever felt brown and dead and lifeless and withered and no song? And You know when that happens is when you get disconnected from the vine. I have a tree out of the back of our property, and actually it's a tree that I didn't plant. The birds planted it for me. It's a mulberry tree. And the mulberry tree has grown very well out there. And actually, it's very handy because as I'm mowing, I make a lot of trips around the back. And as I do, I just swing underneath the tree and pick mulberries and go right on my way and then come back around and pick mulberries and go on my way. 
But one of the things that happened this year was one of the tractors came in, and the tree is right next to the field, and the tractors came in, and uh, one of them, their equipment got too close to the tree and broke off the branch, and the branch is still there. It's just not really kind of connected. And so, you know, I, I kept thinking to myself, I'm, I'm going to get the saw, and I'm going to take care of it, but it's still there. All summer long, all these other branches are green and have leaves on them and have mulberries and big mulberries, and they were sweet mulberries, and they were good mulberries. But this one that last year had mulberries on it, this year has none. It has no leaves. In fact, it's just hanging there. It's a picture of what used to be. And the only thing that changed is the branch became disconnected from the source. That's all that changed. That's all that changed. Listen, if you're trying to do this Christian thing by uh, being very disciplined, you know, you can read the Bible every day and you can even pray and be disconnected from the vine. It's quiet in the church today. We can go through the motions. He says, if you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. The challenge, the reason we don't find joy in Christian living is because we're trying instead of remaining. There's a big difference. Verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Here's a big key to answered prayer, remaining in him. He said, this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. We keep seeing that phrase. Verse 10, if you keep my commands, you remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Verse 11, this is where I've brought you to the last couple of weeks. Verse 11, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus wants to take you on a new journey with him. And it's the journey of joy. It's the journey of life in your relationship with Jesus Christ. He wants to take you on a journey that is joy-filled. And I'm not talking about just a happy moment. I'm talking about joy that is unspeakable and full of glory, as the Word says. Jesus says, so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. But Jesus said, I can't talk about this without talking about the other. Now, I don't know about you, but I like to go straight to the joy part. He says, but I can't talk to you about joy until I talk to you about remaining in me. I can't talk to you about peace until I talk to you about remaining in me. I can't talk to you about answer prayer until I talk about you remaining in me. In fact, I can't even really talk to you about this Christian life thing you're trying to do without talking about you remaining in me first. That's where it's at. Remain in me. Remain in me. Remain in me. Remain in me. How many of y'all are busy people? 
Really, about 10 of you. <laughs> How many of the rest of you are busy? Yeah, we all live busy lives, don't we? The days run on and things happen. Have you ever got so busy in life, sometimes you forget to do the things you need to do? Oh, I had an appointment at 2 o'clock. I have done that. I've sent text. Oh, I'm so sorry. We were supposed to meet at 2, and I'm not there. <laughs> we get busy in life, get busy. The, the Bible describes it very well, uses this phrase, the cares of life. Boy, they, they fill our lives. They keep us busy. They keep us going all the time. You know, one of the things that I've found to be very true is you can get so busy in life, even the important things, you get so busy in life, you forget to invest in your marriage. You get so busy in life, you forget to invest in your kids. You get so busy in life, you forget to invest in the things that are most important. It happens as we get busy. And before long, what happens is a husband and wife look at each other across the table and they say, how did we ever get here? How did this happen to us? We, we thought that was somebody else. How, how did we get to the place where we're at today? Things got busy. Life got busy. Life got distracting. What I'm asking you today is, have you become distracted in your relationship with Jesus? Are you busy trying? Or are you just remaining in Him? You know, there's a wonderful passage of Scripture in the Psalms. Yeah, most of you all know it. It's the words, be still and know that I am Anytime that I've shared that, I often use the phrase and, and the illustration of how a parent will tell their children, settle down. You ever said that as a parent? Stop. Stop. Stop running around. Sit down. Be quiet. Don't nobody in this car touch anybody else in this car. You understand what I'm talking about. I think what I'm trying to say to you is settle down. This walk with him was never intended to be frustration. This walk with him was never intended to be never enough on your part. Oh, I pray in the name of Jesus that the shackles of never enough will fall off of you. And I pray in the name of Jesus from all of us that we'll find joy once again in living for Jesus. Joy once again in reading the Bible. Joy once again in praying. Joy once again in sharing our faith with someone. Joy! Oh, how long has it been since you had joy? in serving Jesus. How long has it been since you had joy? When you sat down to read the word, you had joy. How long has it been since you talked about Jesus and your heart was filled with joy? 
Let me tell you the truth. I talk to a lot of people. For most people, there's not a lot of joy there. Somehow, we have traded remain in me for I can do enough. I can make it happen. You can't make it happen. And I pray in the name of Jesus that harassing spirit that says you're never going to be enough, never do enough, never, that spurs us on. Well, if I'll just, then, then I will do something. No, lay it aside. Let that harassing spirit go deaf in your ears. Remain in me, he said. The key to it all, the key to it all is not the striving. The key to it all is not if I can do better. The key to it all is just remaining in me. How many of you ladies ever had a baby? Would you lift your hand? If you ever had a baby, lift your hand. You know, there's something about um, the mother and the baby. There's this unique uh, connection. It's called the umbilical cord. I think the longer I live, the more I'm amazed at how long-lived the umbilical cord is. Oh, when the baby's born, they may cut the cord, but how many of you mothers know the cord's never really cut? At our house, our son, who's almost 30, will still call his mother, do you have any ibuprofen? Listen, you're married, get ready to have a baby, you have your own house, go get your own. He never calls me and says, hey, Dad, we got any ibuprofen? Because that's what I tell him. They sell it at the Walmart. Go get your own. That's where I got mine. What else? He calls his mother, and he'll say, he'll say, oh, Mom, I don't feel good. Do you have some ibuprofen? She'll say, oh, baby, you just come over here. I'll get it out, and you come over. In fact, don't even get out. I will bring it to you. <laughs> he never says that to me. <laughs> and I never say that to him. <laughs> he and I have a different relationship. And mothers, you know this, you and your children have a different relationship than the father and the kids have. You know, the, the child falls. What does dad do? Dad says, oh, get up, brush it off, go on, you know. Mom says, come here, baby, baby, let me hold you. Mama, make it, mama will kiss it and make it all better. I'm like, I ain't kissing that thing. That's nasty. <laughs> you know what? I love, I love my son, but I don't have the tie. Listen. When, when, when a woman is expecting a child, the umbilical cord is the source of that child's life. If you separate the umbilical cord, the child cannot make it on its own. The umbilical cord is the source of nutrition. It's the source of life. Everything, everything, a mother, a mother spends the entirety of her life nourishing. Even after the umbilical cord's cut, she's still nourishing children. It's, it's who she is. But I would tell you, 
that it all comes as a result. In the beginning, everything flows through the umbilical cord to give life. You separate the child from the umbilical cord, life stops. I would tell you this. Jesus wants to be the source of your life. But you know, sometimes we have a relationship with him like, like I hope you're picking this up, like that us and our fathers have, you know. Oh, you're fine. Get on to it, you know. Jesus wants to be more like the nourisher of the mother. If you'll remain in me, I'll remain in you. You know what's important? When a mother is expecting uh, a child, everything she eats goes to the child too. That's why they tell mothers, you know, don't, don't put harmful things in your body because whatever you put in is going to go through right to the child and it will affect the child. Why? Because it's all in there. Jesus says, I want you to remain in me. And notice the words he used at verse 11. He says, I want my joy to be in you. And then your joy will be complete. You see, here's the purpose. A mother is there and she is, she's expecting it. She's pregnant with the child. And, and the, the umbilical cord is feeding that child. But then there comes a point where the child is out on their own. Jesus says, I want my joy to be in you so that your joy, so your joy then can be complete. Jesus wants you and I to remain in him. Friends, I don't know what the status today is of your remaining in Jesus. You know, I do know this. I will tell you this. The Bible is very clear that in the last days, men and women's hearts will grow cold towards God. It didn't say they wrote him off. It just said it grows cold. How does that happen? When we dis get disconnected, we're not connected to the vine. We're not remaining. Hmm. Would you bow your heads? Lord Jesus, uh, I've done the best, Father, that I know to do to speak the things that you've placed on my heart today, not just really in notes, but really the things that you've been speaking to my heart while we've been gathered here. And Father, I've done all I can do I submit and I surrender to you now. Lord, do your work in us. These are your people. They're, they're the ones you've saved. They're the ones you've called. They're the ones you have redeemed. These are yours. Lord, I know more than anything else in my life and in their life, you want us to remain in you. You want us to be close to you. Just to be close to you. And Father, I pray, Lord, if the things of this life and the cares of this life and the business of this life have somehow the valleys we've walked through, the difficulties we've faced, the, the hurts, the trials, the tribulations that have gotten in the way. 
as a mother pulls their child back up on their lap. Lord, I believe that's what you're wanting to do to us today. You want to pull us up on your lap. You want to remind us how much you love us and that you are our source. My friends, if you've allowed other things to get between you and Jesus and your walk with Jesus is not, not what you set out to be in him. If things have grown a little cold, they'll look warm. All you got to do is just return to your first love. Just call on. All you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, I, I'm so sorry, Lord. I'm so sorry for letting other things get in the way. I'm so sorry for all the things I've tried. Lord, help me just to remain in you. So today, Lord, I return. I return. I return to you. Friend, it's just talking to him. So across this room this morning, I just, uh, I want to encourage you right where you're sitting. Doesn't have to be out loud. Just talk to him. Because I believe he's been talking to us while I've been speaking today. I believe he's been talking to us through this whole service. Lord, I'm so sorry for letting other things get in the way. I'm so sorry, Lord, for letting things grow cold. Lord, I'm not as passionate for you as I once was. Across this room, Lord, you're listening for our hearts. You're listening for our hearts today. And Lord, even in this, it's, there's no works. It's just about returning to you by faith. I believe that you will restore those who call upon you. I believe you will forgive those who need forgiveness today. I believe that you love them with an undying love. I believe, I believe. Lord, I pray today, especially too, for those who've had the weights, the shackles for years. Many of them have been trying to make this thing work with you. They've been trying to be better. They've been trying to do better. They've, I pray in the name of Jesus for deliverance from that work and I pray in the name of Jesus that you would be free to remain in him so that he can remain in you 
for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourself. It is the gift of God so that no man can boast. Help us today to settle into your grace and just receive it. And Lord, I, I pray that as they do, I pray, whew, I pray joy will begin to come back to the surface again. Hmm. Joy in living for you. Joy in the name of Jesus. I speak the joy of the Lord over you in reading the word. I speak joy over you in walking with the Father in prayer. I speak joy over you in witnessing and sharing the gospel. I speak the joy of the Lord over you today that his joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. Lord, as we come back to that place of first love, I believe joy that is unspeakable and full of glory will return. Fill us, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you stand today? Hmm. Wow. His joy. Oh, he wants you to have his joy. In the name of Jesus, I speak the blessing of joy over your heart, your mind, and your life. I speak the blessing of joy today over your relationship with Jesus. I speak the blessing of joy. You'll have more joy than you've ever known when you sit down to read the Word. When you sit down to read the Word, it will be like a river and a spring bubbling up inside of you. And as you pray, joy that comes from Jesus will begin to well up on the inside of you. And when you are prompted to share your faith with someone, whew, joy will return. Speak the blessing of joy over you and not happiness. Speak the blessing of joy because joy will remain in you. Joy, his joy will carry you. His joy will be with you in the darkest night. I speak his joy over your life because it won't leave you. His joy will make you be complete in Jesus' name. Whew. Jesus said, that his joy would be in you, I pray in the name of Jesus, right now to receive. Oh, would you just lift your hands towards heaven? I pray in the name of Jesus, you'll receive his joy, joy from heaven, joy from Jesus, joy, joy from the King of joy, joy from the Prince of peace, joy from Jesus. May his joy be 
you, in you, in you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. May his joy, his joy be in you. And in the name of Jesus, may your joy be complete. May it be fulfilled, healthy, whole, and complete. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, our hands have been pointed to you today. As a little child picks up their, is picked up by their parent, I pray. <laughs> We're looking to you and you'll pick us up today. Fill us, fill us, fill us with your joy, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And now my friends, Nehemiah says this, may the joy of the Lord always, that's an important word, the joy of the Lord always be your strength. In Jesus' name, and all the church said together, amen. amen. So be it in Jesus' name. We love y'all. May God's best be yours. And of course, may his joy always be your strength. God bless.